Pipe Network presents. On this episode of Season 4, Let's Talk. Welcome to Monster RX 93.1 and of course your favorite as requested by our lovely host here today. He wants me to do this. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Rajiv Show. And my guest today, surprisingly, is uh, one of the person that I met from TikTok. Uh, I know I've met a lot of people <laughs> from uh, from Facebook. Majority of my guests are from Facebook, Instagram, and sometimes I find them from very, very weird places. And uh, this is the first time I've actually reached out to a guest from TikTok. And um, of course, a little bit of background on how I met her. When I joined TikTok, for those who supported me, I had to voluntarily jump into the pit of fire called TikTok. And then <laughs> uh, uh, on my algorithm, my home screen, I saw a cute lady who happened to do a request by some of her fans to do draw or something and uh, I, I said I did it wrong but I'm gonna ask her of course that is an opening she's gonna come in with that with that opening sweet draw don't worry and uh, that's how I mm-hmm. met her and then mm-hmm. I followed her account and then I followed her live and I reached out to her and then here we are in the pre-recording ladies and gentlemen round of applause we need a round of applause for Ria Rem- Ramirez oh, I hope I didn't butcher the name hey girl Woo! how you doing <laughs> I'm doing good. You know what? Since you asked me, since you already told all your listeners that I have to, you know, come in with that with that weird sound that I made in that TikTok <laughs> that you first saw of me, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Rajiv. It's a huge honor. I'm shaking in my boots, even though I'm wearing slippers. But I'm seriously shaking in my boots having this conversation with you. It's a huge honor. It's a huge. Oh my honor. god. It's it's a huge honor for me to be here. It's actually the first podcast I've ever been invited to, so this is definitely a milestone, and it's it's an honor that it's your show that my first uh, quote unquote guesting is uh, on. Now my, my heart was melt. My heart is melting. Uh. <laughs> no, watch my script. Just kidding. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, could you give a little bit of background aside from the grand, grand uh, opening that I've mentioned uh, to my listeners? <laughs> okay, well. hey guys, what's up? Yeah, uh, my name is Ria Ramirez, but a lot of people may know me as Ria Rams because that's my name on social media. Everywhere I'm Ria Rams, so you can call me either. Um, I am 23 years old. I'm turning 24 this year. I graduated from UP Diliman. I studied speech com- speech communications, and I was a tennis player in college as well. Um, what else? Oh, right now I'm a radio DJ at Monster RX 93.1. I do host a little bit on the side. I do some content creation every so often as well. And yeah, that's pretty much like the basic information that you could find about me or you could know about me. Wow, that, that that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> I, w- I want to unbox a lot more about your personality, but in order to All do right. so, uh, I want to take our conversation back into high school. I hope you don't mind. Let's take a time travel okay. and let's go back to high school. If you and I were classmates in high school, um, who were you in high school? Are you the are you the person at the back of the class, the introverted? I I don't assume that. You are an introverted type. Granted that you really, really grinded <laughs> up your entrance. You 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 came in guns blazing. You know, uh, but uh, <laughs> coming back to the the question, if you if you and I were classmates in high school, who are you in in class? Are you back of the class, front of the class, always with books or with friends? You know, you know the reciter, the competitive one. Who are you in high school? Right. You know, it's funny that you say that. Um, I. I might it it's it's a little bit impossible for me to be the introverted one because coming into high school I was very shy, which oh. is uh, surprising to many people. I know, right? Woo! Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. um, I used to be I used to be very shy, very um very kept to myself in the sense that I wasn't so outspoken or mm. 
I wasn't who I who I am now. I was very different. I was shy. I wasn't. I was just so afraid of being myself around my classmates. You know, I went to an all-girls school, hmm. so you know how girls can be, especially hmm. in high school. Girls yeah. are very judgmental. I mean, I won't even I won't even um, sugarcoat or fake it. I was very judgmental as well, hmm. but um, it took a while for me to come out of my shell. Okay. Eventually, I became the girl in the middle of the class. So I wasn't, hmm. I wasn't all like super focused, but I also wasn't in the back where I wasn't like not listening at all. So I was the type of person in high school. Um, we'd be friends, probably we'd be really good friends, but we wouldn't be in the same group because I never really had like you know how in high school people form barcadas. Hmm. That was an insecurity of mine. I never had. Um, a group I could call myself a part of. I was friends with a lot of people though. Um, I was I would jump from friend group to friend group, but I did have a constant best friend. Although you know, yeah, I never had like a a, a barcada to so to speak. But I did have a lot of friends, and I like to think that I was a very social butterfly. I had friends from very very different groups from you know the quote unquote popular group to the quote unquote more uh shy the more shy people in our batch so that's the kind of person i was in high school and when it comes to studies i guess like you could say <laughs> there were some classes where like nobody would recite but i would be like okay my turn my turn please call me and our prof or our teacher would just be like oh my god anyone else <laughs> Yeah, there were a few classes where it was like that. So, so that was that was me in high school. Interesting, interesting. I, I gotta ask though, in in the in in my understanding of how you meant social butterfly and introvertedness, how would you you classify yourself as a form of the the introverted, extroverted, inverted? Uh, which cat category would you uh, would you classify yourself as? Oh, sorry, ambivert. I said inverted, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, definitely um, back in high school up until college, I was definitely an extrovert. I don't think I I was an introvert um, in any of those times. Maybe when I was a baby, like a kid, oh. I was super introverted. I was afraid of people in general, especially boys back then. But hmm. now I'm very extroverted. But I guess like ever since lockdown, I consider myself an ambivert. Like I don't really mind being alone at all but i also don't mind being around people really really interesting fascinating fascinating um <laughs> i noticed that you've unboxed uh speech communication tennis and content creation we're gonna unbox all these pandora's box and uh, all right really awesome fascinating fascinating oh i forgot to add on my list is of course radio djing uh, which is already part of uh speech right. communication let's let's talk about that later on First of all, uh, tennis. When when did that start? What's the story there? Oh, uh, well, when I was younger, um, like childhood, I used to take workshops on everything. And by everything, I mean sports, cooking, theater, music. Um, I used to do so many things, public speaking, even all those kinds of things. I used to take workshops. But when it came to sports, I started out swimming at two years old. Hmm. Uh, I was very young when I started when I started um, venturing out in sports. So I swam all the way until I was nine years old. Um, oh, wow! I'm, I also the, yeah. <laughs> the thought in my head was like I, you I, swam, I, you swam Pacific Ocean from there to nine years old. That wow, that was <laughs> must have been a journey. That would have been a journey. It was. <laughs> that would have been. That would have been cool. I would be. <laughs> I would be a legend by yeah. now if that was the case. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I was just swimming in a pool. <laughs> but yeah, I did take swimming. I did train for swimming for like hmm. seven years. I did badminton sometime in between. But um, eventually, one day where I was training for swimming at, there were they built tennis courts, and my mom was like, "Do you want to try it out?" Because at that point, I was kind of getting a little sick of swimming. You know, the same hmm. laps every time. So I was like, "You know what? Let's do it." So at hmm. nine years old, I started playing tennis. That's when I stopped swimming. And I just fell in love with the sport. So I, I continued training. Um, I became varsity in high school. Wow. And then 
And then I got injured on my last year, like my oh. last playing year, I tore my ACL during the first ever competition on my fourth year, the year oh. that I was co-captain. I oh. tore my ACL on the first competition and I couldn't play during my entire senior year, which was absolutely heartbreaking to say the least. Like it was very heartbreaking. I thought You know, if you tear your ACL completely, so the ACL is in your knee, right? Yeah. It it means that you know your your competitive uh, playing years are over. So I really thought that you know I wouldn't be able to play tennis again the way that I hoped to. So coming into college in UP, I wasn't um, I wasn't really expecting to get into the tennis team. Like I mentioned earlier, oh. I, I I wasn't the varsity team. Hmm. So I there's this one day. Uh, let me explain. Like in hmm. UP, you're required to take four units or four PE classes throughout your entire college life. Okay. And I did not want to do that. So you can take this proficiency exam that if you pass it, um, that removes one PE. So obviously, naturally, I did the tennis proficiency exam. And luckily, like by some like fate like fate just worked its way and the person who was uh handling the proficiency exam for tennis was the coach of the women's tennis team and i was and you know this is like one of my favorite stories to tell so i was in the bathroom you know i was changing i was changing my clothes and i heard someone say oi yung nakablock may potential ha and then i was like i looked at my shirt and i was like oh my god i'm wearing black that that must have been me And then, oh my God! When I went out, my tennis, my then tennis, the tennis coach of the women's team goes up to me and says, um, "Hey, are you a freshman?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, going into my second year." And then said, mm. "Yeah, oh, because I'm recruiting people for the women's team. Do you want to? And I think you have potential. So, you know, you should train with us if you want to." And I said, "Oh my God." Are you serious? I was like, and I said, Coach, the thing is, my ACL is torn, oh. and it's gonna. I haven't played in forever, so I don't know if I don't know if I'm cut out for the team. He just said, train with us, and we'll just work with it. And that is like when I said, Wow, this guy believes in me, and he he you know gave me a shot, even if I thought that I would never play tennis again. And it was just it was just such an such a journey like i i never obviously like i i wasn't i acknowledge that i wasn't the best in the team mm. and i was i had a lot of work to do talaga but just the experience of training with a college team was mm. so amazing was just it, it definitely was a highlight of my college um my college life and i just want to take this time to To uh, give my thanks to Coach Ariel, he actually passed on recently, very recently, and uh, this this man has been like a father figure throughout my entire college life, and I really have so much love and respect for him. Wow, I mean, I, I've been taken back by that. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, I was a bit taken. I had to <laughs> take a deep <laughs> breath because. Um, The, the story is powerful. I mean, I, I love the story, and uh, you, you, I, I felt like I was there in the moment with you. And uh, although, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't look, I don't look like I was, a, I don't look like a guy from UP, but yeah, I was there mentally. Uh, <laughs> one, thing, <laughs> one thing you mentioned when when you said torn ACL, uh, it took me back to this uh, documentary. Uh, I, lately, I've been watching a lot right. of documentary. There's actually two TV shows that. Um, That hit me when 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 you mentioned sports and you mentioned swimming, and you know and uh, tennis. The the first thing that right. hit my head was Queen's Gambit. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the oh, Netflix okay. thing. You know, had a coach and everything, yeah. and you know, dominated and uh, pretty pretty phenomenal. For those who are tuning in, if you haven't seen Queen's Gambit. Uh, You need to buy Netflix, or you guys can watch it legally. I I don't really promote any of that stuff. So yeah, you guys do what you want to do, but you gotta watch it somehow. <laughs> you gotta watch it somehow. <laughs> And um, there's also this um, the, this uh, documentary that uh, I remember watching about Tiger Woods. So when you All mention right. 
when you mentioned the uh, torn ACL, um, the, Tiger Woods in, in his documentary Tiger, uh, I don't know if it was the second half because it, it was a two-part uh, series that was released in HBO or something, where um, okay, I think there was a second half where he was working. Uh, he was. Uh, uh, before a game, he was going under military training for, for some reason. And then during the military training, I think he tore his ACL. So, But he still had to play the PGA oh. Tour. You know, and I think in, in terms of the, the, uh, the physical, the physical tra- the attributes in, uh, for, for a positive swing, you know, I, I'm not a golfer, but um, I've been watching a lot of golf lately after that documentary is that you need you, you need the, the whole body exerts the energy and uh, right. I think I, I think the, the knees need to stabilize the, the grounding needs to be stabilized in order to hit the ball in a certain direction so he played the game with a torn ACL and I think he also won that PGA championship or I don't know if wow. it was PGA but it was a tournament for sure it went up to the point right. that his caddy his former caddy even told him are you are you sure that you can uh, are you sure you can uh, saying it is better to call it quits and stuff like that and you know tiger um like like michael jordan and all these guys said you know of course with with language he he said no you know i got to i got to finish this thing and he finished and you know he still dominated uh, and yeah but but you should check that out also folks if you're also tuning in check out that that documentary tiger like i said Illegal, legal. I don't know how you guys are gonna do it, but check it out. It's it's actually worth <laughs> the watch. It's worth the watch, and all right. I, uh, tremendous respect to to your ability. I gotta ask though, in tennis, this is one curious question. I'm sure, I'm sure in swimming, um, uh, there is them some sort of um, sort of training. You're you're supposed to train a certain body part. You know, work out a certain body part in order to achieve. You know. Uh, was there a certain transition? I know this must be a, a, a stupid question or a thing, but when when you were training and uh, you were training for swimming, did you have a particular workout with someone, a physical tra- therapist or someone? And then the moment you switch from swimming to tennis, you had to switch your entire routine and everything, nutrition, everything. I gotta ask. <laughs> oh my god, um, I am the worst person to ask about health because. Uh, when I was swimming, you know, it was more of a hobby rather than something I took super seriously. Hmm. So, um, yeah, when I was training for swimming, it wasn't, I wasn't too strict about it. Hmm. Uh, when I was training for tennis too, when I was just starting out, I also wasn't too strict about it. I train, uh, every weekend starting out until Hmm. I became part of a tennis team. So, you know, like outside of tennis, uh, I would work out a little bit. Hmm. Um, but in terms of health, nutrition, bruh, I don't even eat vegetables. So <laughs> I am the worst person to ask about those kinds of things. So in terms of like change in nutrition or or those types of things, um, there was none because I don't think I even had like a proper nutritional. I don't think up to now I have a proper nutritional diet. But I do work out um, when I started training, especially for college. Um, I had specific workouts that I had to do uh, outside of training just to uh, strengthen and gain more power, I guess, in in certain parts of the body that I needed for tennis. And I also had to do extra, you know, workouts for my legs, especially because you know, my ACL still hmm. is torn, like my heart choke lung. But <laughs> yeah, um, I really did need to strengthen my knee, which meant a lot of um, extra, extra, extra training and workouts for the leg day. <laughs> I, I had to follow up on the question on, on when you were heading off to, high, to, to college and I, I'm trying to imagine the idea of actually a torn ACL. Is it right. like... Once you got the the thing, it, it's like a forever pain uh, on that particular leg when you uh, press towards the ground. Is that the the pain no, that you feel? No. For me, for me, no. Um, when I first tore my ACL, I heard a snap. Um, I heard like a click on my knee, right, and huh. I couldn't stand up afterwards. 
And as I was, I, as I was, uh, as I was doing therapy, you know, it was more of like to strengthen the the muscles around it because a torn ACL is forever torn unless you get surgery, which um, my my doctor at the time advised against. If I still wanted to play, she said. So yeah. um, that's what I did. Uh, in the early stages of of having the ACL torn, huh. you won't be able to straighten your leg. So I wasn't able oh. to straighten my leg for like six months. I had to wear, I had to wear this brace on my on my knee every day. Huh. And imagine, okay, I was in high school fourth year when this happened, and the classroom for fourth year is three flights up oh, in my boy. school in my high school. So it was hell. Like, I had to have somebody help me carry my bag and everything to the classroom during recess and lunch. I wouldn't even leave the classroom anymore because our canteen was so far away. So I just like eat in the classroom. And yeah, luckily my teachers at the time allowed that. Okay. And yeah, it was it was tough. Although now um, I, there's no pain, but oh. it's a lot of extra care. For your knee, because like um, when I do play tennis, I can't run as yeah. fast as I did before. I can't move the way I did before because there's always a possibility of injuring it. Like there are times when I just sit down, mm. and suddenly, like when I sit, when I put my my leg in the wrong position, mm. I can't straighten it afterwards, and then I just have to yeah. do a couple of exercises. Usually, that lasts for like two days at most, and Eventually, I get to straighten it again. But you know what I mean. It it it's very limiting, also. Yeah. Uh, an additional question to that: which which knee was that? The right or the uh, the left? It was my left knee. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> c- coming back into the conversation, uh, I gotta ask a follow up question. Um, right. Endurance, endurance. I'm sure. Uh, like sports, like the other stuff that you mentioned, right. speech, communication, content creation, you gotta endure. There's a certain thing. Uh, is there any certain philosophy about endurance that you've learned from tennis and from swimming and the other sports that you've ventured out that taught you a lesson transitioning into your person, uh, your professional life? Okay, I think I think. Um... A good lesson that I learned, especially from training, would be um, there's so many things that I learned, but I guess one one thing that sticks out would be to just keep fighting. Uh, you know, with with training, we had a lot of things to do. There was this time where we had to run up. Uh, like these stairs in UP, uh, hmm. the stairs in one of the buildings right across Palma Hall, which is the ever uh, ever so famous building. Right across that, it's a very identical building. So hmm. the stairs are very low. We had to run that um, 10 reps, 10 sets each. So I counted it. It Cardio. was almost a thousand steps in total. Yeah, so we had to do that. And it was so exhausting. And every other training, there would be times when we'd miss a shot in tennis. And if we miss it, we'd have to do push-ups. That was our punishment, those kinds of things. And it was exhausting. It, it, it makes you want to give up. It makes you wonder, can I still do this? Hmm. And a lot of times, I told myself, I don't think I can. But the people around me, they believed and they'd always cheer me on. And they said, go, re, Keep fighting. And I guess... I can apply that to everything everything I do in my life. You know, there are moments where whether it's um, it's professionally or personally, there are moments where things happen and you kind of just want to, to give up and stop and just have the world stop, your world stop, you know? Hmm. But the reminder is to just keep fighting and and to continue to to uh to go through like you know the pain everything you know what they say everything in life is temporary but you you really have to keep going if you want to keep getting better 
Interesting, interesting. Wow, is it very, very powerful first half of this conversation. Before we wrap the first half of this conversation, you've 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 taken me to UP. You you've taken me to an, an, an amazing <laughs> story. Now uh, I, I want to be inspired just to wrap the first half of this conversation because we're going to talk about uh, a lot of stuff on the second half. Is that is there any okay. powerful Raya Rems quote that you use when you wake up and say, "Hey, I'm going to conquer the day today." Is there a particular quote that you live by almost every day? That is yours. Um, for sure, I have a lot of like life quotes. Um, one is, "Be who you're meant to be and have that be enough." That's actually inspired by my favorite book, which is called All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven. Niven. Um, and yeah, I have that tattooed on my arm as a reminder that I just have to be who I'm meant to be and have that be enough. And once you're content, once you're content with who you are, then, you know, you can face every day with a smile on your face for sure, for sure. Powerful, and powerful. I guess like one thing, one other thing that I live by, again, this isn't my own quote, but it's so powerful to me would be, um, uh, if you see something beautiful in someone or something, speak it. You know, a lot of people always, always tend to be afraid to tell someone or to, to tell someone if they like something about them. But it's so natural to me. It's something that I love to do. Like even if we're not that close and I see your work and I like it, if if I think you look good and you know, I'm going to tell you talaga because you don't you never know how much it's going to mean to someone and how much they need to hear it at that moment in time. So if if you guys are holding back on telling somebody how much they mean to you or if you see something beautiful in someone just say it. Like, what do you have to lose? Nothing. That's funny. I could relate to that the moment I saw you on my first TikTok algorithm thing. Thank you, algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. I guess like one last one one last quote that I live by uh, is something that somebody very special to me said to me. He said, the world is a better place with you in it. And I guess that speaks for itself. Yeah, it's powerful. It's it's, it's powerful. Uh, before we, we we head into our our mid roll break, do you want to do some more shout outs? It looks like you have some a lot of shout outs after what you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to say what's up to my mom, my dad, of course. They've been supporting me since day one, and I literally would. Um, not literally and figuratively not be here if it weren't for the love that they have for me like they are the pure embodiment of love in my life um i also want to say what's up to my cousin aka my big brother to job hello also of course to my boyfriend to josh he's actually the one who tells me who told me that last uh last bit <laughs> i i figured i figured <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we'll just be right back right after this few short messages. Your Unfiltered Tagalog Wrestling Podcast every week is now with Pipe Network. Catch the MTG Show Podcast every Friday on your favorite podcast platforms. And remember, stay safe and stay wrestling. Hey, folks, welcome back to, to another episode of uh, The Rajiv Show. And of course, the first half of this conversation... Uh, we had an amazing, phenomenal conversationalist here, which is Rhea Ramirez. And of course, her story is so powerful. Um, it, it blew my mind away. I mean, I had a lot of questions, but <laughs> let's take out the emotional, con- all these emotional contexts uh, uh, that makes us cry. And let's go to the DJ booth <laughs> for, for once. Let's, let's go to the DJ booth. And uh, let's let's go on to Radio X and folks, we're here on Radio X, ladies and gentlemen. And the host is here, and she's got some opening lines. DJ Rea, take us out. I hope I said that right. Okay, yeah. well, what's up? <laughs> what's up, you guys? Welcome to Monster RX ninety three point one, and of course, your favorite 
as requested by our lovely host here today, he wants me to do this. <laughs> that should be an iconic thing. I should that should be made in a shirt, and you know your face, and then the the, the icon thing. I mean, since I'm an illustrator, who knows? I I may make that happen, but I need to learn how to spell Ooh, dra. I love it. I don't I don't know how to spell dra, so yeah, I'll just figure out that part later. So okay, we, we have transitioned now. The conversation has transitioned from sports. And now we're gonna get into content creation and speech communication. Uh, like I said, we we had firsthand experience, folks. I'm sure you've heard the phenomenal voice and the experience of being in a radio DJ booth. Um, how how does it feel? Uh, what is the feeling that you get when once you 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 start work with the when you found out that speech communication is your thing? I gotta ask. It is. It's an interesting one, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always been into communications, but I was never the type of person who knew exactly what I was meant to do and where I was meant to be. Um, I actually am, was interested in psychology, am still interested in psychology, but life took me towards the direction of speech communication. And mm. I was actually supposed to shift out after my first year because I really wanted to pursue psychology at the time. Hmm. But after my first year, I really fell in love with my course because speech communication, as much as it has the word speech in it, it's not hmm. only about speaking. It's not only about performance. It's a lot about analyzing your day-to-day -day conversations and communication with people. And I think that's such a vital part of life in general. Like, um, you know, communication seems like such a simple thing, yet people fail at it every single day hmm. and to be able to study it to be able to have an insight on the way um you know relationships are the way relationships are formed the way people speak whether it's interpersonally intrapersonally group communication publicly it's so interesting because it's so much more complex than people people think and hmm. that was like being there and just you know um understanding all of that it was so nice because um i thought to myself like wow i am in love with what i'm studying and and it's so rare to have that you know what i mean yeah. like yeah to actually really like what you're studying i think was a huge part of of um, my growth also into the communicator so to speak that i am right now i mean the, the way I hear it, it's like you've you've kind of uh, taken two birds in one stone. Although the way the way the, the vision was for me, I, I kind of mapped out the vision and how you were thinking. Is that when when you said you wanted to study psychology, it was like one piece of the entire pie. And then when you jumped into yeah, exactly it, when you jumped into speech communication, you got psychology. You got uh, philosophy. You got um, the art of negotiation. You you got almost all that's the crazy. thing. The 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 whole the whole yeah. That's crazy. Thing. Yeah, and it's to, crazy how you encapsulated yeah. all of it. Yeah, it's exactly that. That's that's yeah. correct. And uh, and the one thing about this is the beautiful thing about this is uh, in in research, of course, research. I, I respect the researchers and what they do is that. Right. They gather information from data on on the past. You know, they they built they built on what happened in 1960s and all that stuff. And some of it somehow yeah. deteriorates over time. But here in what you're doing in in speech communication is you have real live data in front of your face, and you know it, it, the moment it updates, the moment you can still see it happening, and it's really 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 fascinating. I mean. It is lovely. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to put that into context, but it's it's a lovely, it's a lovely way of uh, enjoying enjoying a topic that you 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 do. And and with that in mind, you've taken it to the radio, which is really powerful in itself. So at least that that sense of your connecting your personality and the earlier conversation, bringing in that energy, that vibe, which you've kind of brought that vibe vibe here on the show and um, you really mix that with with the knowledge and the philosophies and everything that you've added it, it's really 
it's really phenomenal. <laughs> uh, phenomenally <laughs> interesting. I mean, I say interesting a lot, but uh, I hope I haven't overdued phenomenal because interesting is one of my um, quotations that people know me by. And um, content <laughs> creation, uh, content creation. Let's talk about that. Uh, I can relate to that prior to swimming. I, 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 I earlier on I had a phobia about that. I tried it, you know, and then there were times that I actually made it happen. And I, I, I don't know how to. I, I'm not good in tennis, so I, I couldn't relate. <laughs> I was just basically waiting for right. a, a, a peace of mind where I could actually share something. Content creation is the thing that I, I could only connect here. <laughs> uh, aside yeah. from, of course, music, which um, I, as I know you DJ, so I'm sure you love a lot of music, and uh, that that's. Yes. That's something else that, that, that we, we, we're going to talk about. If, if we talk about that, we probably take an entire season to just talk about music <laughs> in general. Um, but here, content creation, uh, b- before I share my insights, I want to know uh, wh- when did the content creation become one of your most um, powerful tool of expression? Um, huh. Actually... I used to post a lot ever since, but to really become like a content creator where people actually, where my voice felt really heard was only when I joined TikTok. Mm. Um, Yeah, I joined it, you know, I was hesitant like most people, like, oh, TikTok for the youngins, you know what I mean? But um, I, I enjoyed it. And suddenly, after I posted one video where somebody asked me to in, insert the word supercalifragilisticexpialidocious yes, on that. air, it blew up. <laughs> yeah, it blew up. And 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 from there on, the trajectory of my uh, TikTok followers and uh, content, it just went up. And I said, you know what? If, if it brings a smile to the faces of people, then I'm all for it. And... Yeah, I guess like that's when I started. Some sometime in the pandemic, actually, because you know I had I've been meaning to start with it, like not not exactly TikTok, but um, vlogging, mm. and I got to start with that during the pandemic. And yeah, like just to hear that somehow, some way, even in even if I'm even if it's just a few people knowing that I'm able to touch a few people's lives and kind of just put a smile on their faces day to day. It, it means a lot to me. And, and that's what I love about content creation. Other than, of course, the fact that I'm able to share my opinions and hopefully influence people to, to do better and to grow and to think about certain things. Um, it's, it's just important to me to be able to kind of put a smile in the faces of people and that's what I love about it. It's funny when when you mentioned that uh, TikTok wasn't really your your jam and then it became the jam <laughs> of all jams. Yeah. It's really really uh, fascinating because for me earlier on uh, doing content uh, I, I'm I'm coming from a uh, background of arts. Uh, I'm a fresh graduate of music but majority of my skill set that I've developed over the period of years is more on arts. So the work ethic, Ooh. everything, everything that I do is like, what, once I started out, I was fascinated with the movies. You know, early, early 2000 kids, if there are the, uh, guys tuning in, you know, shout out to you guys. Uh, the, the, the first Spider-Man, once the first Spider-Man hit the scenes, um, and... Uh, uh, from then on out, I got into the fascination, strange fascination for comics. And um, there is a particular year in my life called the Lost Years where I studied, um, I studied, literally studied uh, comic book artists. And, you know, even till today, from time to time, I, uh, I I look at 90s art and I could distinguish which is the golden era, which is. And and of course, my love for comics wow. will, will sing, will never die. And um, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, and with my work ethic that I've developed through through that practice, I've kind of taken that over and spilt it towards um, content creation. I'm not the brightest looking makeup guy that you could see. You know, uh, I don't put ten thousand powders of foundation on my face and stuff like that. So <laughs> uh, when I started out uh, 
I, I've always wanted to start it, you know, vlogging, documenting. Actually, it was mentioned by my mentor, you know, you need to start uh, creating stuff, you know, creating document, document your life and stuff like that. This was pre-pandemic. This was a year prior to the pandemic. It was been in the back of my head. It was just that I have these certain insecurities, which is normally an, an artist kind of thing. It's like those overthinking whatnots, which is really hard to break once you start practicing that when you're creating your when you're creating your craft. I'm sure you <laughs> could relate sometimes. For sure, for sure, yeah. And once you take that leap, sometimes the leap is on the wrong time in the wrong place. And then once I started the show, I started out podcasting. Uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed sharing. I enjoy sharing stuff. I, I enjoy sharing content. Uh, the first time I really did a podcast, I didn't even know what podcast was, so I just did something and then I got it out, and then I left it for some time, and then I came back into it, and then I started listening to podcasts, and I, I realized, oh, this is the value that it. And then the learning, the learning just flew. It just it 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 had its own flow, as you know, Bruce Lee says, it's, it's got its own flow, and it led me You're to right. that. Uh, it led me to that idea that okay I developed the craft and over the years uh, my work ethic I, I remember earlier on I I don't know if I've shared this in any of my podcast episodes but I used to pre-record my content my when I was uh, recording season one uh, and season two uh, I used to record it on my phone <laughs> this is a funny story oh I, I don't think I oh, remember wow. sharing this this is I think the first time I'm sharing this on my episode here with the legendary Ria and um, <laughs> I remember when earlier on um, I used to pre-record on my phone I live near the highway so the phone that I had is this Oppo a very sensitive microphone so even if someone farts five miles away uh, my phone can still capture it strangely once you're listening to it and <laughs> uh, thing and that's how weird it is so earlier on when I used to pre-record my content uh, I, I pre-record it at night so that all the animals are asleep everybody is asleep and then of course um once I, I start recording, I get into a certain groove. At that time, I never knew anything about editing. I never knew anything about polishing, any of these crazy stuff. So what I used to do was, uh, I used to record everything. And then I'm sure you you and I know the, the five second, 10 second rule is that once you transition into another segment or another episode or something like that, you have an allowance of five seconds, 10 seconds of silence so that it will be a smooth transition. It's not like you can talk and then suddenly cut that off and then, you know, get into the next conversation. There's like a certain uh, let go period. Uh, for me, I had to learn that on the on the spot. So there's five seconds, 10 seconds. I had to learn that stuff. Right. And then it, it's so ironic because we have like animals here yeah, near the near the area. Right after my five seconds, 10 seconds, I don't know if my animals have like a strategic plan and the, they, they have an early morning meeting where they talk about, okay, this guy is gonna record at this time. Let's <laughs> let's cut him off. Let's let's do this. And all the animals start, you know, just as I finished the first uh, oh, no. first yes episode. <laughs> yeah, this is a funny thing. Right after I finished the first episode, just as about to finish that uh, five ten second, I got the groove and everything. The cats and dogs and snakes and animals and elephants and any animal that you can see, they just come in and then they ruin the entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> imagine my, oh, imagine man. my thing. Oh, man. I, like I said, I didn't even know editing was a thing uh, until I learned uh, how to uh, right. dabble o with audacity. But the funny part about that was I had to my earlier episodes. I had to, uh, I had to go back to the beginning. I had to go back from point A. Once I finish it to point Z, I have to go back to point A and start from scratch. And right, right. <laughs> it was, it was really uh, crazy. It was, it was crazy. But the journey, the journey became even more fun once I started investing. And it's it's a good thing. It, it's a it's a good idea to start investing and developing your craft. You gotta invest in your your craft itself. You know, you need to uh, invest in your tools. So. My first instinct, For the sure. first time I tested out my 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 gadget and my stuff here, uh, the first time I heard the dog shouted from from like I said from China or somewhere, my 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 automatic response is I could hear it from my monitor from my headset. 
but when I heard it on the mic, it was not there, and I was like, okay, <laughs> um, I've upgraded. I've, Thank I've reached, you. <laughs> I have reached the. <laughs> I've reached level level two or level five or wherever I was going, and it, it's sure, been a sure. it's been a fun thing, and my hopes for the Rajiv show is. Uh, it's just that overall development of just improving and improving and um, each each time that I do my thing, I, I still incorporate, like I said earlier on, I incorporate my work ethic in terms of the things that I do. Uh, sometimes when things don't go my way, I have to figure it out like uh, certain software, certain app doesn't work or a specific timeline. You know, <laughs> I have to, I have to find right. a way to make sure that that happens because it's part of the work ethic and stuff like that. But yeah, that that's my right. my experience in content creation. And of course, when I once I made the oath to go to TikTok, and <laughs> I keep saying, I think I've said this already <laughs> three or four times. Algorithm showed up, and you know, I was. I, I saw your content. I was like, "Wow, this is a phenomenal!" And uh, yeah, from then on out, you know, I I gotta admire the fact that every time I wanted to share this, actually, I gotta admire that when every time I get a notification on my phone that Ria Rems invites you to watch her live, it's like, "Oh, that's like an ordinary <laughs> ticket, it's like the golden ticket." Oh, come on! Oh my! <laughs> oh, that is so sweet. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like every time I was like. Oh man, stop making me blush, girl. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get a golden invite. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's I my appreciate experience. It. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's my experience Thank you. in content uh, creation. And yeah, uh it, it I'm 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 happy and I'm glad that you have at least said yes to this conversation because uh uh, this week, this this these past two weeks, including this week, has been phenomenal. Prior to the recording, folks, what I'm saying is, during the recording of this episode, I've had like an amazing conversation with amazing legends and catch-ups and whatnot. So uh, I I I'm loving the momentum. Hopefully, uh, so that's that's my piece. That's my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's awesome, and it's it's great to see uh, that you've grown also as a content creator. It's really like I mean, you didn't even know that it was your thing, right? So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm happy that you found your your niche. Yeah. Speaking of niche, that's that's like another conversation. I had a phenomenal conversation about niche. I'm not really a gen. I'm I'm more of a general guy, to be honest, than a niche type of person. Right. I I gotta I gotta right. share this though because. Um, um, if you were to ask me the things that I like, it's it's very hard to it's very hard to specify it. You know, um, if you were to ask me what type of music you like, or what type of art you like, or what type of food you like, for that matter, it it's kind of very hard for me to answer. You know, and with regards to the content right, that I'm creating, I get that. when when it comes to the content that I'm creating, like podcast. Uh, with, with the show, with the growth of the show, which I'm uh, I'm happy to share here with you, is that um, I, I'm looking forward to wh- wherever the show can take me, basically, because um, when when I really enjoy wh- what I do enjoy the most in doing is somehow giving me that sense of accomplishment in one way, and in one way or the other. Right. It has that sense of uh, mixing and matching. So I'm not really that niche type of person because if you if you've seen the Rajiv show on YouTube, it's uh, of course I I send out the, the the Rajiv show podcast audio stuff there as well. But I also do trailer reactions because I'm a major cinephile and I I love like I've mentioned earlier. I've seen documentaries and movies and stuff like that and. I love to do trailer reactions. I used to do trailer reactions earlier on, but now with the workload coming in, you know, in in heavy load, I, I I've kind of put that on halt. And also as an illustrator, <laughs> right. I've fallen in love with vector art, which is hopefully, wink wink. Uh, probably after this recording, we might talk about. <clears throat> ah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, of course. <laughs> so, so those are those are the stuff I love. I love. Mixing and matching, and the show's growth is based on uh, a conglomerate of—I don't know if I—I I, I said it right—a conglomerate of majorities of things that I do that uh, adds into 
into this huge umbrella. So putting things into niche is kind of like very weird for me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do enjoy it. I, I do I do enjoy sometimes it's this is this might sound weird, but it sound it, it's much more fun to be confused than it is to not be confused. I don't know if it makes sense, but to me it does. <laughs> huh. So yeah. I get that though. I mean it's it's nice to it it really is nice to kind of explore other things and you know, I mean personally I was never like I said earlier, I'm never I wasn't the type to really have a path. Like it's funny that you mentioned that you didn't even know you were into uh, recording podcasts until you got into it because I was the same with the radio. I, when I auditioned to become a student jock on Monster, mm. I didn't like I did it just because like people said you should do it. I mean you're talkative and whatnot, so I said okay, <laughs> and you know I, I I wasn't really like someone who ever thought I never thought I would end up in radio, but the moment I started it, I fell in love with it and. I found out like, hey, I'm I'm kind of good at this, so yeah. <laughs> might as well keep keep going at it and keep growing at it. So, so that's what I did, and here I am now, um, from student jock to official monster radio DJ. Wow, legend, legend. I've got, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've got. I, I'm I'm really uh, for me to to reach the certain level of um, guest list that I've had and conversations that I've had. I mean, it's a huge thing for me. Uh, I, I, to me personally, I, I, I gotta admit that reaching a 56 episode on a one season and having a Wednesday release for the entire 2021 is like, it's, this is big for me, to be honest. This is like beyond my imagination and like having guests. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, it's just so surreal for me personally. <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Anyway, to wrap up this uh, conversation because it's uh, it's tearing me up and it's uh, it's like it's, it's an amazing conversation in a good way. It's tearing me up in a good way. <laughs> of course, with my listeners, they would love to connect with you. Probably want to ask you tips on how to become a DJ. How would they connect with you via social media? Uh, you guys can follow me everywhere at Rio Rams. I do have an Instagram, a TikTok, and a YouTube channel. It's Rio Rams. That's R-I-A-R-A-M-Z. So I hope you guys can follow me over there. Yeah. Don't worry. She she doesn't bite. Uh, tested and proven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. I'm nice. <laughs> So yeah, um, I want to thank you for for being a part of this conversation, and thank you so much for the honorary golden ticket of inviting me to watch your live from time. <laughs> uh, yes, from, thank you also for having me. And uh, hopefully, hopefully somewhere down the line, I'd love to have you back on the show. Uh, probably if if you're free, we could have like the the whole. Uh, I, I used to have a series, a live series. Probably by now, it'd be review. Uh, be Revive. I'm looking to also have like a live conversation with anyone uh, on Facebook. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to have right. future collaborations with you down the line. And I'm I'm so grateful for 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 you dropping by to the Rajiv show. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank <yeah>. you. <laughs> and for those who are tuning in, um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, and I hope you took down notes. And um, if you always want to request, like how I requested, uh, just just message uh, my guest. I swear it. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> that should be my ringtone, but to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> I want to say <laughs> thank you for those who are tuning and supporting. And with that in mind, cheers, folks. And I will see you in the next episode. Cheers. <laughs>